brother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins. Till Zach runs off with his valet keys, he's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with sets. And things flapping their wings Just next to me. Uh, They can be like bathing suits One day You know one day. <laughs> Finish it up <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off What the hell uh, what, what they show is, is revealing But what they conceal is vital Right so <laughs> Hello everybody And welcome to Birds with Friends on a Thursday afternoon Your crow thine enemy Los Angeles Chargers edition Pro Wolf Zach Berman Marissa Morris, Sheila Kapadia, here to talk about the latest Eagles news, preview the Chargers game, get back to super sorecasting. Welcome to all the sickos in the chat. If you are in the chat, give us your super sorecasting suggestions. We'll pull three for those. And otherwise, I think everybody just wants to know how Sheila's doing. Congratulations to BWF listener Chris and his wonderful bride, Carly. They will be getting married this weekend. They are a BWF family mm. for the, you know, usually you do, sometimes you do the day after brunch, doing a day after tailgate. I mean, talk Ooh. about sickos. Those are sickos right there. So uh, best of luck to uh, Chris and Carly on their wedding day and going forward and having many uh, BWF kids in the future. Love it. Fantastic. Was Chris the one who was asking us for the wedding planning last week? No, that no, was Killa Cow. And since oh, you mentioned okay. it, I forgot one of my one. I had another piece of advice. You know, what we did is, uh, you know, you give the little cards to where you sit at the table, include a little uh, personalized note for everybody. You know, it that's a great idea. It doesn't Sounds have to like be long. So much work. I wish, I wish I did that. Yeah, yeah, it can be a couple sentences. You know, thank you for coming. You've been a great something, and yada, yada. And then you move on. We did that. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. I, I mean, went through this. Like I went through this stage in my yeah. mid twenties where I was uh, like uh, very grateful for a lot of things and expressing gratitude towards you've, a you've lot of. You've been people. a good thank you note guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I good. like a nice. I like a nice gratitude. I'm a gratitude guy. You can't spell gratitude without attitude. All right, let's move on. All right, people love a thank you note. Always, always write a thank you note. You okay. know what? You know, they don't teach you some of this stuff in college. Like I didn't know that after you interview for a job, you you should send like a follow up, you know, email or something that hey, it was great. Like I wasn't so doing much. that for probably Appreciate the first the five, six, seven years in in the workforce. Once again, you're a senior national writer, so whatever you did, I I want to bottle it up and get and drink it. Right, you're <laughs> you're doing well. Coming up next on the uh, Key Public Birds with Friends store, Shield Juice available too. Everybody. Okay. Uh, why don't we send it over to the Stone Cold Newsman and get the latest on the happenings at the Novacare Complex as the three and five Eagles prepare to show off showdown with the four and four Los Angeles Chargers. The Philadelphia Eagles practiced this afternoon without J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He was the only player absent at practice on Thursday. The players who were limited included Fletcher Cox, who has a knee injury and is also resting. Jack Driscoll, who has a thumb injury. Javon Hargrave, who has a, sh- a shoulder injury. Zach McPherson, 
has a hamstring injury, and Jalen Rager limited with the ankle injury. The fact that Jalen Rager progressed from DNP on Wednesday to limited on Thursday is relatively noteworthy and certainly something to monitor going in the Sunday's game against the Chargers. Uh, we don't have the injury the injuries from the Chargers at the moment, but keep track when they finish practice today of Justin Herbert's status because he's dealing with a, is it a hand or a thumb? Uh, it's with his right hand. Hand, hand. yeah, yeah right hand. hand. I think right Anthony hand. Harris sent him something and yeah. sort of sent him down the wrong path. <laughs> so uh, pay attention to Justin Herbert's status with the Chargers. Uh, a, a, f- a few minor moves. Bo's sanity can be restored because... Well, I shouldn't say restored. I don't know if, if it was ever lost, but can be saved. Or if it was ever there. Yeah, because, yeah that's what I was going to say. Because Brett Toth cleared waivers and is back on the practice squad. The Eagles cut Craig James from the practice squad, but had Brett Toth been claimed elsewhere, Bo would have written a story about uh, the roster mismanagement. I'm that still, still going to write about the Kerry Vincent trade. He, as as uh, the his... Hopefully Best. you alerted the higher ups that we got that coming. <laughs> Social teams. Well, I'm gonna bury it in the cheat <laughs> sheet since no one reads that I anyway. Was, so it'll re- really go well. I was gonna say the the best uh, boast story story. The best boast story about a story is last year him texting. I think I want to write about Casey Toohill, Right. This was before week one. Right. He so he he does a full story on uh, how frustrated he was, or not. Or I shouldn't say frustrated. How it wasn't after week one. Ago. No, it was before week one. No, it wasn't because they released him after they released him several games into the season. That's what was part of what was so crazy. That you wrote a story about Casey Tuhill. Sorry, he doesn't remember the exact week. Yeah, but the reason it was so bad is because they kept him and then and then cut him. (laughs) Very can't. No. So, anyways. So, point is, Brett Toth is on the practice squad. Nobody claimed him, and uh, that's all we have since the last show. Well, you didn't actually. I think since the last show, Eric Wilson was whacked. That's correct. I apologize. I should have mentioned that. Eric Wilson waived um, by the Eagles on Wednesday. Uh, Wilson, we kind of saw that he was falling out of favor. Was it a, a healthy scratch against the Lions? Obviously signed to be a three-down linebacker for them. Played over 80% of the snaps week one. And then the Eagles waited until after the trade deadline, waiving him. So then someone, if someone claimed him, they would take the salary. Uh, but I, I can't totally rip on the Eagles for Eric Wilson because I was bullish on the signing. I, I thought it made sense. I'd like the move. Your job. Clearly did not work out for them. So it was low stakes. Yeah. They're taking yeah. a flyer. I mean, it, it's funny because if this happens once in a while, then it's like, you know, those types of things happen. It is just, I mean, every time they sign a linebacker, oh, yeah. this is what happens. So that's, uh, you know, in the bigger picture, I think what sticks out to people. I think but I'm six, with you. Yeah. I thought six, it was a fine flyer. Six to take. veteran linebackers who they've signed. Uh, since Nigel Bradham in free agency, only one of them made it through the entire season, and that was Leroy Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, Sheil, I think uh, the, the question that I would pose to you that I think um, listeners are curious about is uh, any or Audi? All I want to know is what's in uh, Marissa's smoothie over there because I saw her sip on that. It looked like a little bit of a green flavor. Um, well, it's, it's got some spinach to make it green, yeah, but it's, so. um, almond milk, a frozen banana, Love peanut that. butter, cacao in. nibs. Oh yeah. Um, I've been putting collagen in. That was like a, my mom's suggestion. You don't taste yeah. it. I think it makes your hair grow. 
Um, oh, hello. Really All right. We do a little test. <laughs> I'll, drink two, I'll drink two of those a day. I'll go like this once a week on the uh, pod, and we'll see if it works or not. Outstanding content. This is why she's the GOAT producer. You ask her what's in her smoothie, and she comes up with a great idea. <laughs> so excited. All right. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else in there? Spinach and then spinach. Spinach. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Sounds good. I made it like two uh, minutes before we started. I didn't uh, really have time to eat lunch. Outstanding. So I will eat lunch oh after gosh. and then dinner. Jeez. It's <laughs> four o'clock. Unbelievable. Well, I uh, ate breakfast I, really late. I yeah. was working late last night, so I okay. ate breakfast. Late. One hour behind, right? What? No. 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 Same time zone. We've been over yeah. this before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, she'll, by the way, any, uh, I guess, I, I don't know what's the, it's, 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 it's the non, like there's nothing uh, special about my belly, but is, is that the majority mm. is in any, I yes, mean, there's I nothing so. there. Yeah. Like, I, 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 call like my be- I call my belly yeah. button, uh, the hot stepper. Cause it's any Kamozi. Okay. <laughs> Sheila is, is from the, uh, Jalen hurt school of answering questions, right? If you ask Jalen a question that he doesn't want to answer it. He either just like responds with something that uh, he wants to talk about, right? Yeah. That has nothing to do with it. He's so he he's been asked questions this year, where, where he where took he's real like, offense yesterday to a question yeah. about under center, and and then if he doesn't want to answer the question at all, he'll just be like, "Yeah, I have nothing for you, basically." So Sheila and and Jalen Hurts come from the same school of yeah, answer questions. I'm like yeah. that. In the by the way, that's not just for the show. I mean, if you ask my uh, family, there have been many instances where they will ask me a question and I just don't respond at all. So I just, they, I don't know, they call it the shield look or whatever, where I just sort of stare at them or uh, move <laughs> on with my life. So it's very we clear. It the look. Yeah. If I don't want to answer, I don't answer. Uh, okay. Right? Do, you, do you have any thoughts on Eric Wilson shield? Do I have any thoughts on Eric Wilson? What do you think? I don't know. It's a bad signing. I mean, another bad signing. I think, I think it was, um, not to bring everything back to Joe Flacco, but if you spend a little bit less on a backup quarterback, you can spend a little bit more on a worthwhile starting caliber linebacker. But who are you signing? Fine, yeah, it was a yeah, fine. Who are you signing fire. for four million? I, as opposed I have to no issue. Well, take a look. Wilson. I'll take a look at the at the list. He w- he was a younger player. It was a one year deal. He made some plays last year. You didn't sign him to a crazy deal. It didn't work out. It was low stakes. There was some upside there. If he played really well, then it's like, okay, we got to look at him for a year. And now we can think about if we want to sign him or not. If he played really well, then you get in the comp pick game. I have no, you know, I crushed them. I don't think it was was every single thing nowadays. uh, I thought the Eric Wilson signing was fine. I mean, if you were looking at at, at, at like where they could have gone, it was actually, it was, it was less money. But if you just see the way the season materialized, Devondre Campbell, who's a former Your boy, favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, who, How's uh, Anthony Walker doing these days, Sheil? Fine. Yeah, he's doing okay. fine on the Browns. I think he's a part-time uh, part-time player. I've seen him make some plays. PTP. I don't think that's what uh, Dickie, Dickie V meant by that. Okay. Um, and Sheil, your thoughts on uh, Brett Toth making it through waivers? Exactly. Reaction to reading. I'm our glad I don't have to hear you talk morning, about it. When now, you saw the, Coyote Awashika buried in there. <laughs> well, first off, he wasn't buried in there. It was very much <laughs> so. Uh, a little behind the scenes here. Okay, um, we can't read our stories between the time that they are edited and between mm. the time that they go online. Right. So uh, I, 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 would say. I had sent mine to Bo. And then uh, I woke up early this morning, and I I I go to our 
server, I, I guess we can call it. And I wanted to see what time it was time to come out. And I couldn't click to see what was in there, but I could see what the keywords were, right? <laughs> and I saw like, because we have certain things tagged and I saw Coyote Awashika tagged on there. And I knew based on my five predictions that he was not in any of mine. So I was very eager to, uh, to go and read that. And, uh, I, I, uh, for I our, our listeners to check that out. Sickos. Yes. Okay. Did you read the predictions at all? Yeah, I read them. Yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. we might make I thought we might mix oh. them into this segment oh, okay. or the show a little bit. I did read them earlier today. Okay. Mix them in. You want to you want to mix them? If you want to. I mean, I thought maybe you know if you if you had uh one or two that you wanted to get into, we could, but I don't think we need to make it the whole well, show. I can I can uh, I, I I said that I uh, one of my predictions was uh <laughs> that Gardner Minshew will not start unless Jalen Hurts gets injured. And I've gone back and forth on this. Like last week, I would have said the opposite. I would have said that they do want to take a look at Gardner Minshew, not just to evaluate him, but also to evaluate the Sirianni offense uh, with somebody else under center. But I'm like, the more I think about it, at least my headspace right now is that, you know, headspace, huh? And you haven't, you're not caught up on succession? No, not yet. We, oh, we, we watched, okay. we, we rewatched the, the season two finale last night. All right, Kendall. Um, well, I mean, I did go. I did do Kendall last. Yeah, episode, so he's in your sense. head. Wow. <laughs> um, my thought right now is that they won't do that because it's you know, like it, it is creating drama, and they are they probably don't want to create that kind of drama one year after everything uh, went so crazy, and they want to preserve the possibility of Hertz being the quarterback next year. I don't know. It's just how I feel right now. By the way, you used Meta, I believe, in the post game podcast in like a serious way. Don't do. Come on. Don't be, don't do that. This new version of, you know, the way people, yeah, we're too old. I don't think meta is that. I mean, come on. We, we, you're the first 30 years of your life. Did you ever hear anyone use the word meta? Maybe. When it wasn't metabolic. Meta, meta world, world peace. peace I yeah. think it was. <laughs> there you go. That was at the end All of right. our 20s, right? Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious what you, what you guys think of, of this one. Cause I was. Well, do you agree with, do you agree with mine or not? I think that if if they are eliminated, like completely out of it, and the season goes in the tank, and Hertz Hertz is struggling, then I, I do think they would go to Minshew for the final like like two games to see him. I don't think it ever gets to a point though where the Eagles are like four and ten, right? And so I, I so my guess is that we don't well. I, I stayed away from that prediction because I I'm I'm not ruling that out from occurring. I, I do think that could occur. What is your take? You think it would upset the locker room if they replaced Jalen Hurts with Gardner Minshew and that would have an effect on the 2022 team? Is that what it is? It's just that I, I don't think they want to like go through that. that yeah, I didn't actually. Rigmarole. Now that you're saying it, I didn't understand your reasoning when I read the. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand it either. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I had originally predicted the opposite and even put in the headline Gardner Minshew starts. <laughs> I didn't realize that. And then I was like, uh, Actually, I'm not so sure. That would have had so much more. Really put my. I mean, I'm sure Aushika is really reeling him in. No, I I don't think it has any effect. I mean, if he's not playing well, the thing about, I mean, I always feel like players, I think this has been a Zach take, which I agree with, is that players know when another player is not playing well. And so if Hertz is struggling, and receivers aren't getting the ball. All right, well, they're not going to care if you make a switch at quarterback. I mean, I don't think Devontae Smith probably right now would mind if you made a switch at quarterback. He's seeing uh, other you know rookies take off. He's not getting 
those opportunities. So he's not going to care. The offensive lineman, I mean, you know, Kelsey said it. He's in it for the locker room and the cafeteria. I thought that was a, a great quote I saw circulating. Uh, that yes. was a bold question. Oh, it was. Oh, good, yeah. good job, Bo. Uh, but, like, I do kind of – I don't think he's really lying that much. There. I think he's doing it for the locker room, the cafeteria, and then Sundays. You know, I think – I'm sure yeah. he enjoys uh, playing, yeah. but I'm sure he doesn't isn't thrilled with the rest of it. So, I don't – I don't think he's going to be that upset. So, offensive players can see. I, I think people like Jalen Hurts, but, I mean – I don't know. It's it's not like the guy's been an eight-year starter and you're disrespecting yeah. Jalen Hurts by putting Gardner Minshew there because your offense is sucking. Uh, if anything, the only thing I would say is that, to me, if you're a player, you could say, all right, our first-time head coach is passing the buck here. He's not exactly doing a great job. He's blaming our struggles on the quarterback. But, again, I don't think it's a big deal either way. Uh, most of these guys are going to be gone next year anyway. Uh, so I'm I'm curious if you guys think this one hits. Jalen Hurts passes for fewer yards in the next nine games than the oh, past eight games, and so there he has a a he has one more game to throw for 1,820 yards. Uh, so he's he's you averaged. Like that one. I I I like that one. Or no, yeah, I mean, you like you liked how clever that was. I think. That there's an, there's an extra game, but he's still not going to get his passing. <laughs> no, I. The whole point of the predictions is to try to come up with. Things you should that have aren't. just an analysis of how strongly you felt Zach felt about his predictions. Now I don't know if that's meta or not meta or what the hell meta is, but that is something I would have definitely clicked on immediately. So, <laughs> so uh, no, there are 25 quarterbacks over Kyle Washika. Yeah. Uh, so so Hertz is averaging 227 yards per game. Uh, but he's averaging 32 pass attempts per game. Uh, I don't believe the Eagles are going to continue throwing at the volume they did for much of the first half of the year. I don't think it will obviously be as few passes as you saw against the Lions. But if he averages 25 pass attempts per game, and and that 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 might be conservative, he'll need to average 8.1 yards per attempt during the final nine games to reach this mark. That would put him in the top 10 in the NFL. Uh, so I haven't seen enough from Jalen Hurts to think that's going to happen. So I, I actually think that he will fall below that mark, which, which means that it probably won't be a particularly good second half from a passing perspective for Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I'd be happy. I'll take the other side on that. Okay. I mean, I don't feel that strongly on it, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, certainly I don't think they're going to be blowing teams out. Uh, there could be times when they're, trailing. I don't think it's a great team. I don't think they're ever going to be a team that's in like the bottom, you know, five to five to eight to 10, maybe in, um, in, in pass rate on early downs. I don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, I think there will be opportunities to throw. Like you mentioned, it's not like he's, you know, lit it up from a yardage standpoint. I mean, I don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to be like an efficient explosive passer, but if you're giving me an extra game there, I, you run the risk of an injury. That that would be my concern. So if you tell me he's going to play the right. rest of the games, I don't know if I have to. I don't know if I have to factor mm -hmm. that in or not. I think if he plays the rest of the games, I would be willing to put like a pasta physios or something on that. Okay, if you want to. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was okay. going to say. And then the other one I'm curious about because this is like right in the middle, so it could go either way. Is the Eagles finish in the top half in the league in, in defensive DVOA and the bottom half in offensive DVOA? So right now they're number 15 in offense. And number sixteen in defense. So basically, what this is saying is: Do you think? Do you think both go up? Do you think one goes down, one goes up? Do you think both go down? Uh, the way I have it going is: the defense goes up, the offense goes down. 
I, I, I would take the other side on that one. I think. Okay. I, I don't, I mean, I know I'm like a hater of this defense and, and we can talk about what, uh, you know, what, what we saw on, on film and get to some of that later. Uh, Maybe they will be better, but they've been, they've been, uh, I'm trying to think about it. They've been very healthy on that side of the ball. Correct. Yeah. I mean, all their defensive stuff. Well, they, they, they lost Brendan Graham. Like that's, that's okay. That's injury. true. Good yeah. point. All right. I missed a big one there, but I he's not coming his, back his, and his replacement yeah. is very good. So yeah. that's why it doesn't, but he, uh, he's, he's not coming back. So it's not right. like that's going to improve. Yeah. Right. So they've been, you know, relatively healthy there. I don't know about the schedule, but I don't have a lot of confidence that, uh, I mean, I think they'll probably be, I would guess they would be in like the 20 to 24 range in terms of defensive DVOA. So I think I would feel pretty comfortable saying that they're not going to show great improvement on that side of the ball. Could be wrong, but I feel that's like how I would, I would go. Feel I would go bottom half of the league on both. Hmm. I would agree, but not not like not terribly. Right. I just think yeah. around 20 or something. Yeah. Like you can make the argument that they only face two more good quarterbacks this year. Well, DVOA um, factors in the strength of the opponent. Yeah, no, I, but I, I think that the defense is just gonna like feast in those games. Is what I'm saying, right? And and so that's yeah. gonna. So I think whether when you look at like the Jets, the Giants, um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't know. Yeah, what that's true. Gonna You're right. The yeah, they're playing some. They they've played well against Garbanzo Beans quarterbacks. Yeah, they have. They've struggled against good quarterbacks, and they have a lot of Garbanzo There's Beans. Only quarterbacks. one good quarterback left, and it's this week. So you're right. Yeah. So you're right about well, that. Well, well and, and Dak and yeah, week 18. seventeen. Yeah. 18. Yeah. 18. Game 17. Uh, okay. I have them finishing second in the division because I think the other two teams stink, but. Is, is, is Zawashika starting in weeks in week 18? I didn't or? say he was starting. <laughs> he just said he's going to play in a game. I was, all that, all that takes is, a, is an activation. <laughs> or maybe the Dolphins try to sign him to get the sewer they never got. Okay. Why don't we take a little break and we'll come back, talk a little uh, little Chargers preview and review of what Shield saw from the uh, 44 to 6, all 22. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Let's get into a little crow thine enemy on the Los Angeles Chargers. Why don't we start with the Chargers offense? Shield, I know you are uh, Chargers fan number one this season. Very bullish on them entering the year. Everybody likes Justin Herbert. Uh, Chargers are 12th in offensive DVOA, 16th in passing DVOA, 6th in rushing DVOA, which might be something of a surprise. They've done a good job uh, avoiding sacks for the most part. Top 10 on that front. Uh, good on third down. Solid in the red zone. And the quarterback is vaccinated. Oh, is that my cue? Yes. I had notes here somewhere. I swear I actually prepared. I'm having a little trouble. Okay, there we go. Uh, I would say that they've uh, they've been a little underwhelming, uh, to be honest. This year, I was my my concern with them was did they hire the right offensive coordinator mm. in Joe Lombardi from the Saints? I felt like maybe they were going to try to do uh, too much. You know that that's what the Saints are known for is that they're using all these different personnel groupings and uh, Sean Payton's like menu has all these plays on it every week. They're a high volume offense, and I just you know 
wondered if they would overthink it a little bit because I don't think you need to do that with the talent at quarterback. And it feels like they have uh, done that to a degree. You know, I was just just on Twitter. Some of the film grinders this week, I think, were pointing to that, saying they're running like a bit of a Drew Brees offense with Justin Herbert. I think it was uh, Seth Galina on Twitter said they've had the the highest uh, number of quick throw, uh, quick game throws in the entire NFL where, you know, you've got this strong armed quarterback who can really push the ball downfield and they're not doing that enough. So uh, it has been a little underwhelming. I think they're a high variance offense. You know, I, I think their big issue right now is they've had two offensive line starters on the right side uh, go down to injury. And as a uh, terrific chargers, Beat writer and Maryland alum Daniel Popper pointed out to me before the season, uh, this is a thin offensive line. You know, he was saying if, if things go badly, it not usual for offensive linemen. Uh, one or two injuries that really could kind of make their season crater. And you know, he, he's been right, really. If you look at the, their last two games, the offense has not looked good. And now Justin Herbert, as Zach alluded to, has this hand injury. So the line's only one and a half in this game, which surprised me. And I think opened at three and a half. Okay, I think those are some of the reasons, certainly, why. Now, what's interesting is that the last two weeks, Justin Herbert, after the game, when they've asked him what's happened with the offense, he's basically alluded to, well, the defense showed us stuff that we hadn't seen on fit. Like, they kind of surprised him. You know, like the Ravens, the Ravens just had his head spinning. I mean, it was like classic young quarterback, has never seen this before, doesn't know what to do, panic on every play, complete disaster. The Ravens, of course, have one of the most creative blitz uh, schemes in the entire NFL. And then last week, the Patriots were the most man-heavy team in the NFL coming in. They've been that way probably for three years, and they kind of sat back and played cover two, uh, what we've discussed before, You know, incorporated the old take the short throws, make them work for it uh, type approach. And uh, Justin Herbert said you know, that he, he needs to do a better job against that kind of defense. So that's where my question comes in with the Eagles. You know, they've done some different, they did some different things last week. That was against Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. Are they going to stick with that or are they going to be uh, a predictable defense that the Chargers are able to just kind of carve up here? Well, it's so curious their offensive strategy this point has been made, but, uh, you know, Brandon Staley so heavily abiding by, you know, daring you to run and preventing the big play. And their offense is basically like, willingly playing the way that Brandon Stilley would want the opposing offense to play. Well, you're seeing that everywhere. I mean, like, like the chiefs, you know, all the, all the QB gurus out there. Oh, you know, Mahomes has to uh, take, Oh, he's got the throw, right. You know, I always think it's funny. Like it's um, I, I find the quarterback analysis out there by like the former players and the gurus to be like the quarterback should always make the right play on the chalkboard. Whereas we've talked about with running backs, I'm kind of like, Listen, Patrick Mahomes has been a successful creative player for a long time. Maybe he needs to do some of that, but I'm kind of with you. Like you need to find ways when they're playing too deep to still produce explosive plays and still push the ball uh, down the field. And so you're seeing a team like the Chiefs, they're having trouble doing that. Now, the Chargers are certainly not a run-heavy team. Uh, I, I don't know if I have it, the numbers in front of me. I think they're probably fifth or sixth in terms of how pass-heavy they are. So they at least are putting the ball in Justin Herbert's hands, which last year uh, the Shane, you know, the coach staff Shane Steichen was on. They were running the ball on first and second down to a very frustrating degree. And so they're not doing that. But, you, you know, you, you're right to a degree. I just don't think I think offensive coaches, it seems like they're struggling with finding ways to attack downfield and scheme up the explosive plays they need uh, when teams are playing this kind of coverage. 
This is going to be a, a tough matchup for the Eagles secondary, right? If if the teams they if the team they saw last week, the Lions, really didn't challenge them at wide receiver, the Chargers very much will. I mean, Keenan Allen, uh, Nick Sirianni takes a lot of pride in like Keenan Allen's development is a uh, is very very high on Keenan Allen. And then Mike Williams, I just did a chat on the Athletic, and someone said Lex. if the Eagles sign a wide receiver this offseason, who should they go after? I don't know what kind of money they would, you know, like, I don't know how much money they would spend. I can't imagine them spending a big draft pick on a receiver again, but this is a good, I, I, I can't wait for Shields free agent rankings, which I know come I got to get like, on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, this is a, you know, when you look at like Mike Williams is going to be a free agent, Cortland Sutton Save is that be a bad free boy agent. for um, uh, prime day. Shield. Oh yeah. For, for black Friday. Black Friday. Black Friday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, well, I didn't think so, uh, yeah. so yeah, so uh, I, I mean, obviously, the, the the top free agent wide receivers are Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin, assuming the Eagles aren't in the mix for those types of players. Um, you know, Mike Williams and Cortland Sutton and and Cortland Sutton uh, are two kind of big bodied physical wide receivers that uh, could complement what the Eagles have, and and Mike Williams has just been outstanding this year, so. Uh, the Eagles DBs are in for a tough challenge against against those guys. Yeah, Keenan Allen's awesome. I'm with you, and uh, Mike Williams is their uh, is their big play threat. So those two guys are going to be tough to handle. So when you talk about switching things up, uh, I don't know. Can the Eagles corners match up to those guys in man coverage? That that certainly would be a a pretty big challenge. Um, for them, for sure, Austin Eckler, uh, you know, all, all purpose back. One of the interceptions last week bounced off of his hands into the hands of a uh, Patriots defender, but certainly he's tough to handle. Jared Cook, I don't know if you guys watched the other interception. I mean, he looked like he was asleep. I don't know what it's like. I mean, <laughs> he looked like, like he listeners. was walking into his route, and Justin Herbert like fires the ball out there, and it goes right to a Patriots defender and like this key play in the second half. I, I didn't. Not see an interview with Jared Cook about what he was doing on that play, if he was tired or injured or what, but it was like a it was a really strange looking interception. It seems like Jared Cook has some of those plays, of course, last year uh in the playoffs. He had the big fumble as well. But you know, normally Jared Cook is at least a formidable veteran tight end. So when I was looking through the Chargers a bit, um, did not watch them nearly as as much as Shield did. But what uh jumped out to me when you talk about the tight ends is you know, with with Tyree Jackson on the Eagles, you keep hearing, well, well, like if he can become Logan Thomas, right? That would that was what the Eagles want. Well, or Logan Roy. <laughs> like that, if, if, I'm if, in on that. Yeah. If I watch the Chargers, like if <laughs> if if he can one become one thing about Tyree Jackson that would get me excited. <laughs> if he can become Donald Parham, right? Uh, Donald Parham oh, like, yeah. is it is it Parham? Wow. I'm sorry, pa okay. I, I said Parham. Parham. Right. Um, you know he. He's been our like, man, Barham. He's he's been a, a red zone threat for them, right? They they go to him down there, and uh, he's got that 6'8", 250 pound build. Uh, that would be the uh, you know if Tyree Jackson can get can become that for you, then that would be a, a fine outcome for the Eagles. I'm with you. Lower the bar, yeah. yeah. Let's let's lower that uh, Tyree Jackson bar. <laughs> I mean, Logan I think Roy, we raised the Logan bar to Logan Thomas. Roy, but yeah, yeah. Uh, right, right, right side of the offensive line, uh, trouble sounds like good news for Zach's uh, Josh Sweat bet. But yeah, Josh Sweat has really, yeah, I mean, Zach really, if Zach were Bo, he would be gloating much more, uh, about Josh Sweat. I mean, two weeks ago, I thought yeah. he played really well, 
And last week, I mean, yeah. What a monster. Like you've been there before, right? This is this is a pile up hand, sack hand the, game. Hand the ball back to the ref and run back to the huddle. You've been there before. You'll be there again. I would disagree. I would say get a little taunt in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, how about this Chargers defense? Uh, 12th overall in DVOA, and as we talked about, so tilted towards stopping the pass. They are fourth in pass defense DVOA, dead last uh, against the run, and also like their counting stats against the run are terrible as well. So uh, that's the way they want to play. That's the way they do play. I wanted to, uh, sorry, I should have said this, but I just, a couple notes on the Eagles defense, uh, sure. since I did get to watch the film from the last pod, I thought TJ Edwards, I thought this was the best game by an Eagles linebacker all season. I know that again, that's yeah. not a high bar, but he was fantastic in this game, not just against the run. He's sniffing out screens for tackles for loss and, you know, in coverage, there are going to be issues, but if you're playing a lot of zone, like at least he's smart and knows where uh, he's supposed to be. So did he, did he play a, he was just like a full-time player, right? I didn't look at the not hundred percent, but he played the most. They were seating, yeah. So I think that yeah. I think that's the uh, I think that's the right move. Josh Sweat, we talked about Marcus Epps. I thought had some moments. I like uh, a Marcus Epps in that game. Competent, low ceiling yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, like a third safety type of guy. And uh, I think you guys mentioned in the post game bot pod post game bot that would be something. Uh, Milton Williams. Right. He, he, I, I thought certainly uh, had a nice game as well. So those were my defense notes. Now, in terms of scheme, they played their highest percentage of man coverage in a game this season. Yep. They played their most snaps of single high coverage this season. And it was their highest splits. Per, again, I think you probably How do you get already the single mentioned high. Uh, is that on true media? I can show you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's in there. It might not be up there right after the game, but okay. in, in the middle of the week, you can get it. So uh, those were some shifts to stuff they hadn't done before. And we'll see what they do in this game. All right. Chargers defense. Okay. Not a great defense. It's sort of like uh, they've got two great players in Joey Bosa and Derwin James. And then they've got a bunch of, got a bunch of guys there. So uh, the approach, as we know, is to, um, you know, certainly play a good amount, uh, prevent explosive plays. But if you look at the numbers, it's pretty interesting. They're middle of the pack in terms of man versus zone. They play, they played more single high coverage than I thought they, uh, they would have played. Their two most popular coverages, I think, have been cover three, a three deep zone, and cover one man coverage with the single high safety. So uh, they've definitely mixed it up way more. That's why when we look at the Eagles defense compared to some of the defense that are trying to play this way, like the Chargers, the Chargers just don't sit back and do that every game, regardless of opponent, every snap, regardless of situation. They mix stuff up a lot more and they use more pre-snap disguise. But the philosophy is to start in that too high shell and then either stay in it or rotate into something else. So that's kind of the basis uh, of their defense. They're mediocre in terms of pass rush. Like I said, Joey Bosa's good. Um, their other guys have not exactly torn it up. Linville Joseph, I, I mean, that was a throwback. I remember my first stint covering the Eagles and Jason Kelsey's going like, you know, you guys don't understand how good Linville Joseph is with, with these Giants teams, man. He's, he gives me a hard time every time. I covered time him with play. the Giants. What's that? Big I covered players. him with the Giants. He was the oh, second round wow. pick. The how year long they, has this guy been in the league? Like 20 the, years? The year they took Jason Pierre-Paul. The year they took Jason Pierre-Paul, Linval Joseph was the second wow. round pick. And, uh, okay. Yeah, he was – He yeah, this was – it's my first year on 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 an NFL beat, and I'm trying to get to know everyone in the locker room. And I do my thing where I make my rounds, you know, and and, and talk to everyone or say hello to everyone on the team during the week. And uh, 
uh, Linval was always polite in terms of, of, of hmm. saying hello back. So uh, right. I appreciated that from Linval. The other thing I liked about Linval Joseph is that no matter what happened, 98, game, right? Win Linval or lost, no matter how he played, he was always there at his locker that week to talk about it and answer for it, whether it was good or bad. That's what I liked too. It's very classy. Well, that's the Giants are a classy organization, but uh, Linval, I mean, I don't think there was great demand for Linval that year. To be honest <laughs> with you. Um, you know, they had, they had like Except Chris. For from you, you're yeah, probably burning. Yeah. He's like, dude, I mean, they had Chris Canty on that team. They had, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, Linval was a nice guy. You were referring to Eli, right, Paul? Yes, that's, yes. I mean, my opinion of Eli has just, I mean, a total this is, 180. This is what he retired to now. I mean, you know, and it's not this just is not what you enter- always said. He's not just entertaining on these man and cast. Like his analysis, I mean, there are times where I feel like I'm like, his analysis is better than Peyton's analysis on this. Like he's explaining to me what's happening in a more clear, concise, entertaining way. And as we saw, you know, the, the, reader the viewers are asking you to get into Aaron Rodgers at some point Bo but as we've Mm -hmm. seen I mean every quarterback is a weirdo like none of them can just be normal human beings and uh of course I don't know if Eli is or if he isn't but um you know he hasn't done anything he's sort of close to yeah he what yeah he seems close to it I mean obviously he grows up and his dad's an NFL quarterback so there are different uh things there but he doesn't uh you know he doesn't seem like a jerk. He seems like people generally seem to like him. You, you know, he can laugh at himself. Yeah. He can flip the double bird and think that the TV cameras could just erase that. I found that to be very endearing. So I don't know. I think I think I'm in on Eli now. What a so, great career move for him doing the Manning cast. Well, so so Bo focuses on like the one <laughs> sentence that I said about him with the media and not what I've said about him overall, which was like beloved by teammates. I think that was the point that I made was that he people have this image of him based on like memes on Twitter, right? Or or gifts yeah, makes on funny Twitter. faces for sure. But as a person, I said like his teammates loved him. And that's what jumped out to me is is uh is like behind the scenes how much respect people had for him. Uh or and, and not just respect, like like how 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 much they liked him. And uh I remember during the lockout going to those practices at Hoboken high school, right. You know, because they, they couldn't go to the giants facility. What? And so seeing, yeah, seeing the guys uh, come together for that. But that was the point I made more so than him standing by his locker. That doesn't make him a good, like a, a, a good guy or anything. That just helps the media. Out. That's all. Well, you care about that stuff too. Uh, Eagles. What did Jalen hurt say about uh, under center? I mean, he didn't say anything he- about it. He didn't no, say he just didn't want to answer it. He he bristled. Well, oh. he he said he said, "What do you think about it?" And then yeah. the and then Jeff the McLean question, asked the Jeff, Jeff asked like, "What has under center done for the offense the last past couple Boy, weeks?" And what an like, innocent question! You to tell be me about what has it done? Jeez. And then he's and, like, and, he wouldn't even answer the next question because he was like, "Sorry, you're I'm so still, thrown I'm, off. I'm yeah. still thrown off by the last question." Yeah. That's bizarre. weird. Yeah. Well, so what, I think, what do you think that's about, Zach? I think what's and I don't know this. Like I haven't spoken to Jalen about this, but I think Jalen kind of goes in with a with a game plan for every, you know, for for what he wants to say for everything. Like he generally has an idea of what's going to come. He probably didn't know that one was going to come, and he didn't have an answer ready. And so he just, if he doesn't have an answer ready, he he doesn't give it to you. He's he he doesn't strike me as someone who gets up there and just like speaks off the cuff, right? Like this is 
you know, this is your question. This is my answer. Next question. It, it's more like he's, he's thinking how he wants to answer it. That's weird. Yeah. It's a weird one to sort of get upset at. I was looking at the numbers. They had 17 rushes for 101 yards, uh, designed runs under center last week. They ha- hadn't had more than 37 yards, uh, rushing yards under center in a game all season. They had 76 total in their first seven games. Again, I'm not an old school. You got to go under center guy, but I do feel like a very simple thing to do with this offense is to incorporate under center runs and then play action off of it. I mean, that was kind of like the foundation of what they did last week. The run game worked. I think he was three for three on those play action throws from under center for 51 yards. And so that's kind of the offense. It's, you know, run game, play action, mix in some RPOs, throw some screens in there, and then it's Jalen Hurts scrambling. He has the highest EPA on scrambles of any quarterback in the NFL this season, for better or worse, because there are absolutely times where you're like, oh my, where are you going, man? The protection is outstanding. The the, the wide receivers haven't even like finished their routes yet. Why are you bailing out of there? Uh, so no inconsistencies, really. I mean, no consistencies with the pass game, I don't think. That changed last week, as you guys discussed, nine completions. But I feel like the other things I mentioned, those are the things that have to be sort of the foundation of the offense. And Zach feels about like it, he's got some snark or something coming at me. No, not snark. Oh, just had, never. Uh, exactly. uh, something I was thinking about. Never snarky. How, how much football has advanced in like 13 years, right? Um, I've I've been reading, and it's been outstanding. I recommend it to our, our, our viewers and our, our listeners, Seth Wickersham's book, It's Better to Be Feared. And the uh, the section on the 2008 season, right? How like Tom Brady was 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 going to set the world on fire in 2008 when they got uh, Randy Moss, and a big change they made was they were going to go on the shotgun so he can see the field <laughs> like from. And now everyone's in shotgun. It's a big yeah. change when you go under center. But yeah, I mean, in, in 2008, that that was a big deal when you were going shotgun every play, basically. So. Uh, yeah. that's just, that's just an example of how much things have changed in 13 years. I was thinking, I was thinking about in, uh, in 2013, that was chips first year, right? Yeah. Yes. I was, I remember asking him about like an RPO after a mm. preseason game and he was like real, you know, and I was just basically going off smart footballs, uh, blog, you know, he was calling them package plays at the time. And I was like, Oh, that's, you know, that's kind of interesting. And it sort of looked like to me, like, a, you know, there was one play where it could have either been a handoff or a throw. And, uh, you know, he just kind of poo pooed it. But then I checked with football people who know, and they were like, yeah, that's what it was. And I was just thinking, you know, that wasn't that long ago. And now it's just like, like I said, football, I feel like analysis has gotten a lot harder now where, you know, I thought, I thought I was doing a great job there uncovering like an RPO. And now it's like this whole whole other level of film grinders. Now you can find the RPO stats. Like, yeah, right? like, yeah. That's, so that's-, that's nice too. That was the other thing when I was at Philly.com, I would have a spreadsheet charting the snaps every play that would be my uh monday because you couldn't even get snap counts anywhere and i remember i emailed mike reese who was working for the boston globe at the time and he had a blog called reese's pieces and he and i would check it out every week and he would have all right you know this how much they use 11 personnel this how much each guy played and so i like emailed him having never met him before and i'm like oh this great like where do you get this stuff and he's like i do that i i do that myself every Monday. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got to do that myself every Monday as well. And look at you both now. Well, I wouldn't put myself on his level. Well, he's not a national writer. I think he easily could be if that yeah. was what he wanted to do. Uh, Zach, your thoughts on um, Aaron Rodgers? 
my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Let's <laughs> let's mean, let's let's get it out there. I, look, I I Can we get to this I, after the break? Yeah. Oh, let's, let's get to yeah, this well, after the break. You can think yeah, about it how safe you want to be. Then we'll do Swooper and Aaron Rodgers after the <laughs> yeah. break. Okay. All right, Zach. You're on the hook. I mean, I don't know why my Aaron Rodgers like, and immunization. Where do you stand? Well, <laughs> Should he be suspended? Should he be put in jail? <laughs> Even though he shouldn't be put in jail. Uh, I mean, I don't know about suspended either. I, I mean, first off, for his safety and for the safety of those around him, I think he, I would like him to be vaccinated, right? I, I think he's, he should be vaccinated. Um, but uh, he was clearly, I, I also, he was clearly being misleading, right? Now, he was, he was very careful with his, uh, with his words. Uh, but he was lying more so than, but uh, more so than, than, than what he said publicly, right. Uh, you know, to the people around him every day, that's the most important thing, right. Yeah. Did, you know, the extent of, of what, of what they knew, the interactions there um, overall. And I will also say like, I, I hope he's healthy, like, right. Because there's, there's such a, there's such a, um, I feel like everyone's trying to get on you for the mechanics of it. He still has uh, an illness here, right? right? And he's and he's unvaccinated. Like I hope he recovers quickly and and well and and, and doesn't experience major symptoms, right? Like that's still that shouldn't be lost in this either. But no, I I, I do think uh, you have a responsibility to to those around you every day, and as we're seeing, you have a responsibility, in my opinion, to your football team. Right, that 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 uh, he's gonna miss what two games here, at least a game, two games. Um, for yeah, I think he's eligible to come back the day before yeah. their next game. So, we'll probably play, so I, I, you know, that's I mean, I mean, I mean, that's a big deal when you are the the quarterback of a football team as important as 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 he is. Like that's that's a big deal. You miss games because of something that is within your control, right? That that you know had. If had he been vaccinated, the return to work protocol would be different, uh, as as we've seen with players on the Eagles who have had COVID. Um, so yeah, so I I think that there's like the the moral non football perspective, but for my purpose, for our purposes, like from a football perspective, I I, I think there is a, a degree of irresponsibility um, that. And, and and that can be extended to, I, I've said this about Kirk Cousins. I've said this about Carson Wentz. I understand everyone has, has the right to make a personal choice. But I also acknowledge that when you uh, are, when you have that type of job um, and you're around these people every day for, for their health and safety and for the importance of your job, like there are consequences to your decision. And he is experiencing right now and his team and the Packers, the organization, are experiencing the consequences of his decision as well. I can't believe that's the... not going to get me in trouble. Anything I said there, right? I just want to. Okay, no. all right. <laughs> I mean, I think very... he should be put in jail, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe the level. I did not like, expect the, to go there today. So. The amount of privilege it takes for him to like to lie about it and then just go about his business as if it's not a big deal, like not following the protocols. And they say that like he was masked sometimes in the building, but like on the sidelines when other guys are masked, he was not. Um, and he's like petitioning for, for this to count as him being vaccinated. It's so insane uh, for him to think that that's okay. 
uh, I just, I mean, well, the guy, the guy is dead to me. And I do think, I think, I think dead to you, dead to me. Yeah. And I do think that <laughs> I love, I used to love Aaron Rodgers. He's like the, like I've never enjoyed watching a quarterback more than Aaron Rodgers, but he's like, I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to be like self-righteous here. Right. Like I, I think there's, but it's not about self-righteous. It's about, you have a responsibility to the community. Um, and I also, I do think that the league has to do something. Like, I think they're going to be probably less about like him being suspended and more about like they get docked a draft pick or some huge fines or something. But, uh, I think they do have to send some kind of message. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. It's, it's worse than Kirk cousins and yes. Carson Wentz yeah. because they made the decision. Yeah. I thought I, it was, I want to make the decision to stay away from them. Right. Because, I, right. I crushed them for it. Uh, you know, I, I think they should be vaccinated, but at the same time, if you're working for a company, which they are yep. for the NFL, there are rules in place that yep. if you, this is your decision, these are the rules you have to adhere by. And, and they did that. And so, uh, I disagree with their decision. I think it's ridiculous but they at least did that. He couldn't even be bothered to do that. He didn't want it to be out there publicly that this was the decision he made. He he asked the league for this exemption, uh, you know, that he went to whatever uh, Canada with his personal, and they said no, and he still comes back and says he's fine, and then he doesn't adhere to the rules. And now a guy who just put his entire franchise like through the ringer the entire yeah. offseason trying to orchestrate a trade to get out of town. And by the way, after other teammates came back to play on the team thinking they had a chance to win a Super Bowl. So after he does that, then he comes back and your team's seven and one, well positioned to be yeah. in the Super Bowl in the NFC. And now you're going to miss at least one game, maybe two games, maybe more games. I mean, if they suspend him, they're totally within their right to suspend him, to dock the team draft picks, to make an example out of this. Uh, completely irresponsible. If you're uh, other people, I mean, it's not just other teammates. It's irresponsible for your other teammates. There are people in the building, cafeteria workers, uh, maintenance staff, trainers, trainers, equipment managers, and you're not being honest about you know your status. Um, and so uh, it's completely ridiculous. It's worse than what, like I said, it's worse than what Kurt Cousin, Carson Wentz, whoever. It reiterates that quarter no quarterback is normal. They all are, you know, weirdos in the great quarterbacks. I will say uh, are not normal. They're all weirdos in one way or the other. You know, this is somebody who I, I feel like, uh, you know, part of his image is being the smartest guy in the room. Which you know, there are times you watch him and you think, all right, yeah, he does seem uh, really smart. Whether it's football smart or whatever he's trying to for jeopardy. And then this is like a completely ridiculous, uh, non-evidence-based decision that he makes. Uh, people are pointing out that maybe Justin Herbert uh, is normal. He does seem normal. Yeah, I was going to ask, would you rather, I, I would think you rather he's see great. Justin Herbert get to like a Hall of Fame level and become a crazy weirdo, or would you rather <laughs> protect his normalness and he's just a solid quarterback? Uh, no, because I can find a solid, normal quarterback anyway, and he's got upside yeah. that makes me very excited. So he it'll can be interesting to see the ways in which he becomes. <laughs> no, but like, but to he never does personal. anything like this. But um, <laughs> if he wants to be like, they're different, but they're really there are, you know, uh, flex. I did my WIP hit and kind of made the point. Every quarterback's weird. Like Russell Wilson is really weird, right? He's corny. He puts out these weird videos, but that's a different, that's like a harmless weird, you know? So there's like that type of weird. And then this is just. Uh, a totally other level. So, anyway. yeah, and I mean, we are on a quad box here with someone mm, who flex. is engaged to a football player, right? Or to an NFL player, right? Shoot, so, congratulations. <laughs> no, so thank you. I was going to save it for the end, but my, my, my point being that 
it affects those in your workplace. Like she mentioned, you know, the, the cafeteria workers, the trainers, right. It's, it's also the, the people who are around those people every day, including someone who lives with and is getting married to a, you know, to, so it, you're in the locker room, you're in this community with people. There's a degree of vigilance that, um, one needs to take and that people around you have the option of taking if they know you are, uh, you know, unvaccinated. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I look at it more from like that perspective, the responsibility within, you know, the community that you keep. Yeah. All right. All right. Speaking of, um, a holes, uh, let's, let's address the, uh, the, the Turkey situation here. Me being the a-hole. Uh, Zach, for... I hope you have some, uh, I hope you've done your research this week. Well, Dennis, Dennis has it here. And now let me, let me just uh, tell you guys what it is. Okay. So Zach, you have 13 turkeys left over. Now you thought it was like two or three or four or whatever. No, I thought it was four. You, yeah. You thought it was four. It's 13. So you have 13 turkeys. Wow. You will have 37 like two. I mean, it's turkeys. nine turkey difference. Unbelievable. Uh, so you'll have 37. I have 16. So I will have 40. Sheila, you have two turkeys Someone left over, so you have that. 26. Okay. All right. I want all the live listeners to get out their calculators. So we have <laughs> no controversies later because I'm very bad at mental math. That's okay. I'll beat him on his own game. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, Sheila has a two-and-a-half game lead, two-and-a-half point lead yeah do you want me to just retire you guys can like play it out the rest no, of the year i can sign off season. go to the bathroom okay no 18 week season so we'll be doing these um, i don't know we're we doing a bi-week one no it's an 18 week season 17 game 18 week season so wait there's a long way to go and it's a semantic difference all right I think. let's we don't go play let's for 18 go. weeks okay really i don't care at all let's go <laughs> all right well let's start out this week with Jalen Hurts has more passing yards than Justin Herbert. Two. Three. Four. Five. Do I hear six? It could be playing from behind, right? Yeah, it could be. No, I'm not going to go six. You know, it all went downhill for uh, Patrick Mahomes once this was yeah, uh, true. in the chat. <laughs> yeah. I'll go six. Everything changed. Oh, I like it. Aggressive ZB is back, baby. Six. With those extra turkeys in his pocket. Do I hear seven? I'll go seven. You can have it. Chill, nothing? No. All right. Sold to Bo for seven. Okay, next up, Nick Sirianni wins a challenge. And Two. I did not spell it like this. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, I like it. Two. A challenge. 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 Three. Wins a challenge, eh? Four. This would be Bo. Now, this means he has to throw it and win it, not just Staley throws one and loses it. Right. And just clarifying. Totally necessary at this point, I would say. So Shields at four. I'll say yeah, five. Bo, just to confirm, I got those turkeys from left from last week. They, Correct. They yes. didn't go to you. Okay. Just want to make sure it <laughs> says here. That would be some really twisted stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Outstanding. Uh, no, I, I have no interest. All right, you can get it at five. I mean, I have no interest is my standing tagline, but I meant in terms of that bet. All right, sold. Number three. I have 28 sure left. Pronouncing this correctly. Herb Adderley is yeah, mentioned well done. on the broadcast. Yeah, pride of Northeast High School, who's uh, um, Nazir Adderley starting safety for the Chargers. Mm. Uh, he went to Delaware from the area. So now they have to, they have, they can't just say Nazir's grandfather or whatever played for the Eagles. They have to say Herb. Well, Herb Adderley didn't play for the Eagles. Um, whatever it is. But <laughs> whatever you're going for here. <laughs> How'd you know this was Zach? Uh, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you. you might as well put a um, sewer thing and guess it was me. But no, he, he could say, they could say Nazir Adderley, the nephew, you know, I think it's Charles Davis doing the game. Like the, or his grand, his grandfather's brother is NFL Hall of Famer or Pro Football Hall of Famer Herb Adderley. But he they have to say Herb. They can't just allude to him. They have to say Herb. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Herb. I don't think that's going to really come down. It would sort of be weird to reference this <laughs> and not say the guy's name. So, yeah, let's just make a decision. I think they would say Herb if they were going to yeah. reference him. Yes. So, yes, they say Herb Adderley. Those <laughs> now Shield is Herb. The, now Shield does not care much for the local angles. We established that. <laughs> does the uh, does the local angle that involves a pro football Hall of Famer matter? Like the Adderley name, the Adderley name Fine. carries a lot of weight in yeah. Philadelphia football circles. Yeah, I like the North. I've been to the great Northeast. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will go one. Two. Ah, I thought I did it at one. Okay. <laughs> uh, three. I'm going to have to text Charles Davis and be like, can you just yeah. mention uh, – Oh, look at that, that I'm flag. About, I'm he's worried about the, He's got the Charles Davis digits. He's putting it out there nonchalantly. Uh, I'll go four. And I will be relying on the sickos for this one as well. So tweet at me. Yep. Once his name is dropped, if it is dropped. Um, Do I hear five, Lee Berm? Five. Out. Okay. Sold. You got it. All right. We've got 32 left, Shield. I mean, Zach. And Eagle catches his first pass of the season. Two. Three. You got candidates for me for this or no? JJ Ortega Whiteside yet to be targeted. Jack Stoll doesn't have a catch yet. Although, did he get one late in that game? I don't believe so. But Tyree Jackson could be promoted. You know, he could Mm -hmm. be elevated. Jordan Howard doesn't have a catch. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Four. Five. Do I hear six? Six. Um, maybe JJ down. Maybe John Hightower is up. Hightower still on the team? He's on <laughs> practice squad. Oh, wow. Good for him. You know, they have injuries at wide receiver. Rager might be um, but I don't know if those guys get in. All right, Marissa, going once, to, yeah. <laughs> going twice. Sold to Bo for six. Six, six correct? I, I think it was six, right? Yeah. All right. I'm very so. nervous with my numbers. I think now. so. If we're After wrong, let us know in the chat. Yeah. Oh, Stoll did get a catch against the Lions. Damn. Mm. Too late, my friend. Yeah. It's a bad job yeah. by me. Yep. I'll put seven on that. 
Oh, I'm sold already. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I need a gavel. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kenny Gainwell leads all Eagles running backs in total yards. Two. All running backs in total yards. All Eagles scrimmage. running backs. All Eagles running backs. Three. Okay. Yeah. Four. Five. Six. Random Frank, you sicko. Think Stoll had an eight-yarder. It was a nine-yarder, actually. You guys really are. Oh, well, <laughs> still. I still think you're sicko, random Frank. Yeah. All right. Seven. Seven? No thanks. I'm out. Bo? Going once. You got it. Okay. Salt to Zach. So you're a big Bosco guy this week, huh? Who are you talking to? Both you guys. <laughs> oh, no, I'm Bosco not. Guy. I'm just sort of disinterested. <laughs> uh, right. You've got 25 left, Zach. I've got 22. Sheila has 26. How many okay. more do we have? Eight. No, uh -huh. seven. Seven. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yep, seven. All right. Mm -hmm. Dallas Goddard sets a season high for receiving yards. Well, I feel like we have this one every week. Yeah. I figured I would just do this every week. I had nothing. I sent them to Marissa about 15 minutes ago. I said, if there are better ones in the chat, just go ahead and use those. So he, he had 72 yards last week. The week before that, he had 70. All right. Uh, so. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Going once. Wow, Eric Wilson got claimed. Oh, their plan worked. Wow. I'm shocked. Good for them. By the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> the team that needs a linebacker on a one-year deal. Isn't that insane? Doesn't make any sense. Oh my gosh. I did not think you were going to say the Texans. That's outstanding. And as somebody points out, poor Eric Wilson. I mean, that is insane. What are they doing? <laughs> All right. Go, we go. What do I, I have? I think you're at? at seven. Seven. Correct? I, I think have seven for has it at seven. Yeah. Are you guys big or not? I'm out on seven. Zach? Um, sorry. I was, uh, you can have it at seven. All right. Okay. A player unsuccessfully tries to down a punt inside the five-yard line. So he goes into the end zone, basically? Yeah, now it, he doesn't have to, to touch that. it. He doesn't have to touch it, but he has to try to, to down it and is unsuccessful. So he could like be in position and it bounces away from him and he, he doesn't get it. You'll know it when you see it. All right, Marissa is the judge of this because there's clearly going to be controversy. Yeah. Who wants to start the bidding? Punt inside the fire. I mean, talk about vague. Uh, two. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be fun to root for. I got to go three. We have different definitions of fun. That's been made abundantly clear. Four. Mm, Zach, Zach Zach's doing too busy right tweeting about Eric Wilson. Oh. <laughs> Do I hear five? Uh, Zach, don't miss out on swoopers for Eric Wilson. Zach, it's a tweet. Calm down. I'm uh, sorry. I, I had someone important calling me there. I had. Oh, oh go Jeffrey. take it. No, it's okay. We okay. can skip yeah, that. I'll yeah. play for you, Zach. If you need to no, go. It's okay. Go. 
It's okay. All it's right, a, all right let's wrap okay. it up. It was, Come on. CB's got no, it's something fine. good coming. No, 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 no. It's Zach, just, I can like, bid for you. It's clarification on on the Eric Wilson thing. I'm bidding on. Mm. But okay. I'm not so I'm not bidding on uh, on this one. Okay. So uh, all right, cool. you got it. So you got it for five, Sheila? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Eagles will set a season high for rushing yards in a game. Well, they're not beating last week. One. <laughs> this was what also was a shield submission. Oh, is it? I forgot that. What did they have? Two forty-six last week. <laughs> uh, commenter Mikey Mitz, for those listening, uh, put a comment in there that for Zach, that is just my kid's doc doctor. No, <laughs> no big deal. I'm good. My kid's doctor's super. not calling me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So, do I have this? Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah. Wow. Cheap. Okay. The Eagles have more total touchdowns scored than Devontae Smith receptions. One. Two. Two. That was a timid, like, that was a timid, timid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Zach He's is too distracted, very distracted by Eric Wilson calling him. Yeah. I'm out. I don't want it's to. Not, it's not Eric Wilson calling me. I promise you that. <laughs> Anyone? So I hear three, Zach. Is it Jeffrey? <laughs> it's not Jeffrey calling me either. Um, I mean, I three. <laughs> I'll say four. Bo wants four. Do All I right. hear five? Yeah. No, you can have it at four. All right. Okay. The Eagles win the toss and elect mm. to receive. You see, the elected receive part is hard here, right? I would have liked if it was one, two, three. I don't think they're going to want the ball. I think they'll defer if they win. So are you out? Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> thank, you. No, thank you, Marissa. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Like no. if you, you absolutely go four. warranted. Four. Four. There's no more analysis that's going Actually, to solve this. No, 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 no. You can four. have it for three, Shield. Oh, I don't know, okay. Zach. Come on. You, yeah, I feel like touch moves there. All right, fine. No, he, said said no. he, he said no. He said no. He four. said okay. no. He backed four. out before it was official. All right, sold. Okay. sold Unbelievable. So the show. Oh my three. gosh. Okay. You know this. Wait, do I get it? Yeah. Yeah, you get it. Oh. This is definitely going to spark some sort of. I forgot to tell you guys. Dark I'm time. writing a column uh, for tomorrow about how Sirianni's been too afraid to, uh, you know, not enough of an alpha to receive when he wins the toss <laughs> this year. So we'll be on the athletic tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Two more. Two left, right? Jalen Hurts attempts less than 27 passes. Mm, it should be fewer. Three. So fewer this, may, this whole thing may Three. Be. Four. I forget who submitted this one. Five. Oh, this was a chat submission. Six. Suppose correcting their grammar right now. <laughs> Seven. Do I hear eight? No, not for me. Is Bo frozen? Oh, eight. Eight. Oh. Your video is frozen, but you yeah, we can okay, hear you. Bad. All right. Nine. Bo wants eight. Ooh. Ten. Nine. Wow. How many turkeys do you have left over there? Seventeen. 
Sounds unlikely. <laughs> How many more do we have after this? One. One. Thank God. Eleven. <laughs> Twelve. Or, wait, no. <laughs> Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do I hear fourteen, Bo? He's frozen. Just give it to me. Fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> fourteen. He says. Oh my 14. gosh, we can hear him, but he's frozen. Zach. 15. 17. Wow. 17. 17 on this Garbanzo Beans one? Wow. You know what? Longest view in the room still. Um, <laughs> you can have it for 17. Good yeah. job, Zach. Drove wow. Yeah, well 17. Done. Okay. I think that might be up there with – we'll have to check with Dennis. Was it? That was up there with uh, the Mahomes one too. Okay. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will combine for 15 catches or more. Three catches. Four. Five. Will Bo still have 20. Bo's out. I can't bid. I can't well, bid. Out. Bo took my turkeys, I figured. So. Uh, six. <laughs> Seven. Eight. Nine. I think I have, do I have 11 left. 11. Left, 11. Yeah. 11 is my bet. Uh, I, I need to have a, a, a ball in this game. So give me 12. Oh. Wow. All right. Aggressive right. Zeber. Well, I, I just need something. I mean, I can't have all her badly here. And, yeah. <laughs> Buy the nickel for you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Just follow Dennis. If you want to see what the, uh, yeah. What the rundown is there. I've got a lot. Zach's got her badly. <laughs> uh, all right. Crystal ball. Eagle predictions. Shield. You're the uh, you're the Chargers expert. How do you see this bad boy playing out? Well, they you know they've been an uneven team. Their offense is 31st in success rate, but seventh in EPA per drive. So that tells you that they've hit on big plays. They've they've some high leverage situations. They've come through, but they've been one of the least consistent offenses on a snap to snap basis. That's making Bo yawn. He's very bored with that stat. Um, so I'm a little nervous about this game, but uh, I'm not gonna you know my I've been a big Justin Herbert guy uh, since, since he started playing last year. I feel like he should carve up this defense. I'm a little nervous about his hand and, of course, a little nervous about their offensive line, but I still uh, do believe in him. And so I think it could be like a competitive game, but I've got the Chargers. I've got the Chargers covering 27-23. So you hit the over-under on the money. I believe it's 50, Oh, right? is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I look at this game similar to Shield. The Chargers are the more talented team. They have the better quarterback. They have the better skill players. Uh, they they have more top end talent on defense. But I I I think if the Eagles win this game, it's going to be because of of one of two things happens. Uh, either Justin Herbert is significantly limited by the injury, or the Eagles defensive line just dominates the line of scrimmage and makes life miserable for Herbert. Uh, you know that more than anything, the Eagles do on, on offense. I uh, you know I, I know we talk about the running game. We talk about Hurts. Um, it's going to come down to can the Eagles defensive line dominate at the line of scrimmage. If they can do that, the Eagles can be in this game. Ultimately, I'm going with the better team and the better quarterback. Uh, so give me the Chargers. I also have them covering. And I have this right around the over-under. Uh, I will go with 28-23 Chargers. 
Uh, I'm afraid my internet's going to cut out, so I'll try to keep it short. I uh, I think it's a winnable game for the Eagles, um, but I'm not going to pick them for the reasons that you guys have said. I think the Eagles probably will try to run the ball and uh, control the ball a little bit more against this Chargers defense that invites them to do so. But um, I'm just betting on Justin Herbert having a bounce back game, even though he may have been spending too much time watching uh, Belichick and Saban documentaries. Give me the Eagles losing to the Chargers 28-21. And that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back late night Sunday for a post-game pod. It's a 4 o'clock game, not a 1 o'clock game. Uh, bad news for Marissa. So uh, stay tuned for that. And make sure that you check out our uh, new video on YouTube on the Athletics page. Uh, not ZB and the Wolf, a different video. Um, focusing on Shields superlatives he tells you who he thinks has the handsomest face in the league so for shield sack and marissa i'm Bo. thanks for listening the answer of course michael dunn and as always we love you